So I'm eating one of my cookies right now, by the way. Oh, and walk me through the experience. I'm not going to tell you until we do our intro. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping Busy. This week, we both made the same recipe. We did a baking <laughs> activity. <laughs> and it was cheesecake cookies. This was off of Yellow Bliss Road. Is that right? Dot com? Yeah, yellow. Yep. And this is a actually a redo for her. Uh, she had done a recipe before and tweaked a few things. I am eating one of my cheesecake cookies now. And like her previous recipe, it is generously enrobed in dark chocolate. Mm. So first I'll... I'll put that question to you. Did you chocolate dip yours? I did chocolate dip mine. I wasn't going to. I was so tired. And then I did it. <laughs> I just can't sit still. I can't sit still. Because you you did yours for, what was it, a company function that you were going to bring in the two? It wasn't like a company function. So it was Memorial Day weekend. And uh, so I work in a ma- manufacturing environment. And, of course, it was close to the end of the month, and a a bunch of the operators worked, like, all three days over Memorial Day weekend. Oh, okay, yeah. So I wanted to get it done so I could bring it in the, the Tuesday, you know, the first day back, and do, like, a thank you for working so hard. Oh, that's sweet. But I was, I was so tired Monday night. I didn't want to dip them in chocolate, but then I did. And that's that's the whole story. I just I did it. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> Has a happy ending. Yes. So uh, did everybody appreciate them? How did they go over? Um, I think they did. I mean, they all got eaten. I put them out in the the cafeteria when everybody came off a break, and I came back later, and they were gone. Well, that's a good so, sign. Yeah. So I, I think I think they appreciate it. I did. I put some red food coloring, some blue food coloring, and then no food coloring for the red, white, and blue. Oh, you did. I forgot to do that. Well, I mean, they're all in chocolate, so you can't really tell anymore anyway. Yeah. I I just did a half dip into chocolate. Is yours completely covered? Yes, completely covered. Did you take some pictures? Um, I did. I could send you a picture if you'd like. Sure, and I'll send you a picture. So... For my part, (laughs) these cookies, had they not been dipped in chocolate, I wouldn't want anything to do with them, I don't think. Yeah. They were really, really, really boring. Yes. So boring. (laughs) So boring. (laughs) It was like, why is this even a cookie? Like, it sucked all the joy out of being a cookie. It didn't taste cheesecake. Yeah. I mean, it didn't taste particularly bad. There was nothing wrong with it. I didn't overcook them. They didn't become biscuity and crumbly or anything like that, like some people had complained about on her website. It just, I just didn't feel like there was any reason to ever have made them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm completely in the same boat. They, mine were like nice and soft. It had a good texture. It definitely wasn't overcooked. But then I remembered like, what is the flavor of cheesecake? Yeah. 
like a little bit of the tangy cream cheese and then just sugar. Yeah. And it's the creaminess of the cheesecake that makes it so lovable. That's true. So when you turn it into a cookie, it's just a bland cookie. It really is. So, I mean, after chocolate dipping it, was it edible? I mean, will I enjoy them? I will certainly eat them. But it's yes. not for the cookie. It's for the chocolate. Before I, I dip them I in... Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, repeat myself before I dip them in chocolate. I was just like, I don't need to finish these even. Yeah. Mine were only half dipped in chocolate. Uh, did you do... I guess you probably didn't do the powdered sugar with the chocolate on it, right? I did not, no. No, me neither. Um, I wanted my colors to shine through. But... Uh, I think I ate five or six of them, <laughs> and I was just like, eh, this is calories, you know. I also made mine rather, I think I made mine a lot bigger um, than they were supposed to be for the recipe. I probably got half of what, I think she says 44 or something like that. What? I did definitely not get 44 cookies. I, no, oh yeah, it does say 44. I did not get 44 out of that, no. Do you have a, a, like a scoop that you use to get the same size cookies? I do. I have three different sized uh, cookie scoops, and I think I used the. I think I used the middle size one. It says in the recipe to use a rounded tablespoon, mm-hmm. and the cookie scoop that I used was a tablespoon and a half. So I figured. If you had a tablespoon and you rounded it, <laughs> you would have a little more than a tablespoon. So that's that the one I used, sense. but um, I think it was definitely more than they were supposed to be. Yeah, I need to get some of those cookie scoops because um, this was a sticky dough. So when I scooped it with the, the tablespoon and kind of dumped it out, they, you know how like the sticky dough, when you dump it out, it looks kind of spiky? Yes. Because it's, yeah. So they were ugly. The first batch was ugly, and then I thought, okay, the second batch, I'm going to roll them into balls, Hmm. right? So I get nice and smooth round. So they visually looked better, but then I had a half and half, so it was obvious that the first bunch was just really dumb looking. (laughs) So there are people who obviously got the reject cookies. There are people, I'm guessing that if I went into the the cafeteria halfway through the break, um, all the spiky ones would be left. (laughs) Mine did still have a little bit of a rough texture on the top, but since I dipped them in chocolate, that was kind of a problem solved. Yeah. In recipes that I've done that end up like that before, uh, sometimes what I'll do is if you, like, wet your fingers and just pat down the spikes, Mm -hmm. that'll sometimes smooth them out just enough so that they don't look like little hedgehog cookies. Oh, do you remember those little I do. It just made me think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Little hedgehog marshmallows. Those are awesome. (laughs) Those were cute. If you want to know what you're talking about, go listen to back episodes. I don't know which one. We don't know. You listen to all of them. Just marathon listen. Binge listen to all our episodes. Binge listen. There's not that many right now. Go for it. So the cookies were eh. The cookies were all right. Yeah, probably wouldn't make them again. Yeah. I think if I were going to make something cheesecakey again, I would make like the cheesecake mini tarts. Mm-hmm. Maybe also dip them in chocolate because why not? Why not? Um, but definitely cheesecake cookies don't really do it for me. No. Feel free it's to email sad. us though or visit us on Instagram or Facebook and share your opinion on cheesecake cookies 
uh, if you made them, if you liked them, if you want me to shut the heck up with my own opinions, I'm not going to, but you're free to tell me to. Yeah, but, you know, be nice. I have a delicate ego. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Be nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else have you been up to? This has been a bit of a slow... Uh, crafty period <laughs> yeah i think um you know i finished flora i attached her her leaves and her little arms and i gave her a face and she's very cute her face she's is still... very cute her face came out great thank you but she still won't she looks like crap in a pot in the pot version because it's so lumpy it's like when she's in the skirt version it looks okay, mm-hmm. but then when I turn her into the pot, because the outer layer of her skirt, which turns into the outside of the pot, they're the kind inner of layer mismatched of the skirt, sizes. Yeah, the, because of the mismatched sizes, it looks lumpy and just doesn't sit flat. Now I didn't How end up. Flora? I didn't end up doing the outer layer, uh, so mine is still lumpy, but for <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> um, would you consider? She still stands up. Like, she's still pretty sturdy in and out of the pot because I didn't realize at first that the pot was going to be a double layer. And so in order to make it that kind of more stiff uh, so that she would be able to stand up, I crocheted it really tight. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if you did that or not, but my inner layer is, is so hefty that she will stand up on her own without having the second layer would you consider taking the outer layer off to see if she looked better in her (gasps) pot without her outer skirt that sounds like a lot of work and then if you took it off and (laughs) and it didn't work you'd be like oh no why did i do that (laughs) dang you carrie yeah right no i probably it's fine she's fine the end the end i like how I like how they came out, both of them, actually. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has looked at the Instagram, but I did, again, I have a fragile ego, so be nice to me. (laughs) I did share the absolutely horrendous picture of her before I fixed her head. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you completely redo the head, or what did you do? I did not. So there's, there's a before and after picture. And she looks completely alien in the first one, just absolutely hideous. And the problem was that the where I started crocheting her head from her neck kind of was more conical. Uh, it tapered up instead of rounding up into her head. So the top part of her head was round, but for some reason near her neck was more pointy. And it gave all of her face just a really weird, (laughs) I don't even know, it just looked really (laughs) terrible. So what I ended up doing was taking the eyes off, taking the mouth off, and taking her head off from her body and flipping it upside down. And where I had the raw edge of the stitches, I picked up the edges of the crochet stitches and kind of just cinched it closed. So, you know, just took a darning needle and wove it in and out of the bottoms of the stitches and then basically tied it really tight. Then I put her little brown soil hair on top of that awful bad part (laughs) and put the nice round part on the bottom and sewed that back onto her body. So it looked a lot better (laughs) after I was finished. Yeah. I also figured out a trick 
And people probably, people, people probably already do this. And I have just been behind the amigurumi trick scene. But um, when I did her mouth the first time, I kind of tried to embroider it with the, the yarn. So it was done in kind of big jagged stitches and it looked messy and, and awful. And the second time it looks a little more like a mouth and I was trying to figure out how to do that. And I just did it with one piece of yarn in and out. And I did a little bit of a smile by actually cheating. I don't know if it's considered cheating and stitching it on with very fine black thread. Hmm. So it's just one continuous little smile that's been anchored with little, um, I guess you would call it like basting stitches. Okay. How did, well, that's really neat. How did you do your face? Uh, so I had, I did end up using button eyes, even though last episode. <laughs> we were talking about Coraline and <laughs> yeah, the other mother. How horrible <laughs> button eyes are. But I did do button eyes, so I just used some black thread and kind of sewed it on there. Nothing, nothing special. And then, um, again, using some black thread, uh, you know, like I doubled it up and I just... Like thread thread or embroidery floss? Thread thread. If I had embroidery floss, I would have used that instead, but I didn't have any and I was too lazy to go out and buy it. So I just used normal thread and I went back and forth like I think four times just with loose stitches mm-hmm. on like a section I think the mouth was made up of six or seven segments and so I just got each segment as close and I just basically sewed into the yarn of her face and that's it cool yeah I would have gotten I think I would have gotten frustrated trying to I'm very 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 bad at embroidery so I think I would have gotten frustrated (laughs) if I was just doing it with with a thread I really thought the simplicity of the one piece of yarn approach matched. That makes a lot of sense. Matched my ability level. (laughs) (laughs) And it came out much better than the first, my first shot at her face. So that's, that's all I really wanted. Yeah, I think yours came out really cute. Thanks. The first head that you made reminds me of like the classic Area 51 aliens. Like the big head gray guys. Yeah, the big head on top and kind of angled long, kind of angled down. Yeah, it's not good. Also, her eyes are way too far apart and her mouth is too small. (laughs) The the first time? Yes, and her hair doesn't take up enough of her head. Oh, I think that, that makes the illusion that her head is funky shaped a little worse. Mm, but she does. looks great now. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely an improvement. <laughs> but anyways, that was last time. Mm-hmm. I did do manage to get one other crafty thing done, but I haven't done anything with it yet. I have been reading about something called air pruning. So basically, you know how sometimes you have like a house plant and when it's in a pot too long, its roots spiral around and around and around. And it kills itself. Aw. Yeah. Because That's the saddest description. It, <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> but um so if you have if you have a plant in a porous material instead of just a solid pot, the roots will go towards the fabric or towards the porous material and towards those holes instead of going just around and around and 
The idea is once they get there and they hit air, they will self-prune. So the roots will stop um, forming and then branch off. So instead of having one really, really long root wrapped around itself, unable to give the plant any nutrients, it's got a really vast network of tiny little root hairs that just go everywhere. And it's much better for the plant. So I basically made a very large strawberry planter out of felt. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's about, I don't know, maybe three feet long. And it's about a foot high and a foot wide. And I'm going to fill it with dirt and stick it outside and put some strawberries in it. Part of this is because I've tried to grow strawberries before in pots and they always die, which is frustrating. Mm -hmm. And part of it is also because I would like to grow strawberries in my backyard, but I also don't want them to take over my backyard so I'm going to contain right, them. Right, because if, if you succeed in growing them, then they own your yard. They, they do, yes, because they spread forever. They send out runners underneath the ground. They send out runners over the ground, and birds eat them and poop their seeds everywhere, and all Ew. of a sudden your entire yard is strawberries. Oh, you have poop strawberries in your yard. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was saying, well, that's kind of awesome. You know, they make really pretty ground cover, and I was thinking... Yeah, but I don't really want to be running through my yard smooshing strawberries. Yeah. (laughs) And just every step you get strawberries smooshed between your toes. That's so gross. Yeah. And knowing my children, they would run around barefoot, get strawberries all over their feet, and then go right in the house and just walk around with gooey strawberry feet. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) That's what kids do. Just be sticky and messy. They're disgusting critters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. I have um, some strawberry strawberry plants this year that are growing for the first time and I'm very excited and I also I feel like I'm holding my breath every time I look at them I expect them to be dead but they're not yay now let me ask you a question what does it mean to have strawberry plants that are growing for the first time I mean that I have bought strawberry plants in the past and they have all died and never once produced a strawberry oh okay so you bought some strawberry plants this year and they're actually surviving yes I am hoping to have the same luck with my weirdo planter. <laughs> Is it going to be, it's going to be an outdoor planter? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I, that's another like thing I'm not really sure about is how they hold up, but we'll find out. Hmm. You'll have to post pictures with updates as it grows. See that's how a good the idea. results come out. Yeah. I made it really simply. I just did a. Uh, I had a big bolt of the felt and I cut out the four corners and then stitched those together and then I stitched the bottom edges so that it would stand up more. So I haven't filled it with dirt yet, but I am hopeful that it will keep its shape relatively and not just fall over and be a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I did also stitch down the top edging so that it's a little more sturdy because I was kind of worried that it was going to stretch out and just like did you sew it with like a sewing machine i did yeah okay i'm as we have already talked about i'm bad at embroidery i'm very bad at hand sewing i can just barely get by using a sewing machine so yeah that's what i did yeah my sewing machine has one setting that i'm aware of (laughs) lots of other knobs on there but i don't touch them 
Yeah, I never touch mine either. <laughs> I just hope that I don't have to, you know, like change the type of thread I'm using. Because once I run out of a spool of thread, it's like, oh no, I'm supposed to do something, aren't I? Adjust the tension or change the stitch length. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I do is I, I switch to a zigzag if I'm using stretchy material. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I do. I have to tell you, there was something that revolutionized my ability to sew. I have had so much problems in the past with, what is that stuff that you sew? Fabric. (laughs) 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 So I've had a lot of trouble with fabric layers slipping because I have a really, really terrible old, like beginner's level sewing machine because I am so bad at it. I didn't feel like investing in a very good sewing machine. Mm-hmm. which also makes me worse at sewing. But <laughs> I have discovered this crazy attachment called the walking foot. Ooh. I might, that might be wrong, but oh, or the walking presser foot. And you know how you have the feed dogs on the bottom that push the fabric? Yes. This adds a feed dog on top so that you can push both the pieces at the same time. Oh, yeah. that's smart. It is fantastic. I have so many fewer, like stitch jams and so many fewer pulling problems now that both of my pieces of fabric are going through at the same rate it's very helpful <laughs> so it seems like one of those inventions that are obvious as soon as somebody else thinks of it right yeah especially with thicker fabrics because once you put the presser foot down the top one is kind of clamped down there and yeah. you're pushing the bottom but you're not really helping the top through so you can either fight it and be pulling from the back end, or you can get a walking presser foot. Yay. Yay. Apparently good machines that cost you more than $100 to buy don't probably have this problem as much because I've talked to a bunch of people about it and everyone says, oh, you have that problem? I've never had that problem. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what a jerk move. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I'm having a really tough time with this. Nope, it's you. Uh, User error. That's so weird for you. Yeah. (laughs) In my head, there's like a total, like the popular girl at high school. Like, oh. Valley girl. You don't have money? Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) So sad for you. I can't imagine. That must be I don't understand what you're even talking about right now. Exactly. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) feel like the dork alone at her lunch table oh i will sit with you thanks (laughs) so the only other thing that i worked on actually now that i mention it there were two small things that i worked on so number one i play dungeons and dragons what you do hi my name is aaron and i play dungeons and dragons who do you play with who would play such a game with you um you oh Oh, right. Oh, that was me. Oh, awkward. <laughs> oh, geez. So anyway, that's a fun thing that we, I don't know, started doing uh, six months ago, maybe? And I'm coming up on being the dungeon master for the first time. And so I have been working on weaving together my plot story and um, my support characters and this the little worlds and the towns and everything. No spoilers. So, no, you, you don't get any advance notice. It's, it's a very scary thing. It's a very creative process. It's a lot of fun. 
I've been writing this little story and trying to figure out how to leave clues for everybody and um, how to make it fun. But I'm terrified of putting this out there in front of a very small group of people. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, it must be kind of similar actually to doing a large-scale version of one of those escape rooms or like a dinner theater where you're you know you have a group of people and they have a certain set of clues and you have to figure out what which direction to go in and what you want to look into more and how you're going to explore the situation that you've just been plonked into yeah and um it's it starts out like the process for me at least was sort of a like a creative writing exercise just really just trying to figure out what the story was was the plot line and then expand for their ways to introduce the characters into the plot line and it's just been it's terrifying but it's been a lot of fun and I'm very excited I think another another few games and then I'll be taking over so we'll see how that goes I'm excited yay I and then uh, what I was gonna say so um dorky Hobby number two that I've been working on is I go to the Boston Comic Book Convention every year, which is in August, and I started working on my costume. Ooh, what is it going to be this year? This year, I'm going to be Raven from the Teen Titans. There's another girl that I've gone with the past three years, and she really wants to be Starfire from the Teen Titans. (laughs) I'm not... I'm not much of a, a DC Comics girl. I don't I don't really have an attachment to the character like I have in past years. So this is kind of this is one where she gets to pick one. So I'm doing Raven. I'm doing almost everything I'm doing is going to be store bought because it's just there's not a t- enough time left, and I'm still not ready to sew another project after that jacket. Yeah, that was just too much. So um. I'm not familiar with Teen Titans, so I'm looking up Raven right now. It is, her outfit is definitely, I think, going to be less recognizable than some of your past costumes. Yeah, but she's also one of the characters that are more well-known by the the greater public because it is, right now, a very popular kids cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that's where, that's where my friend I'm going with. She has two sons who are really, they, they like to watch it. And so she really likes this, um, the Starfire character. And so and there are two girls to choose from on that show. And she's going as Starfire? Yes, and I will be Raven. So if you are at the Boston Comic Book Convention and you see a Raven, say hi. It might be you. <laughs> I would definitely pick the Raven costume over the Starfire costume. Yeah, the Starfire has exposed tummies. Yeah. Even though the the Raven is kind of like a leotard thing, like a lot of superheroes. But at least I Full have coverage. a more cover-up. <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of leg, but everything else is pretty much covered. Plus you get to wear a cape, which is, you know... Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have a cape to cover me up. And I'm going to do, um, like, white tights because she's very pale so i'm just gonna wear like light colored tights so i i don't have my legs out excellent yeah it actually looks now that i'm going through it uh especially if you have this fancy 
jeweled belt she has and yeah. a purple cloak that's really <laughs> all you need yeah there's not much to it uh so that's why i like this one because there isn't a lot of time left mm. and in past years i have spent a lot of time on the costumes you know started months in advance and i'm just gonna take it easy this year who would you go as if you were picking and you had time I think I got a little burnt out the last two years. So last year I was Queen Medusa from the Inhuman series. Um, and the year before... This was the one that was on the boat, right? Yes. It, it, there was a costume cruise that they did last year after the comic book convention, kind of later in the evening. And I was very proud of that costume because uh, Queen Medusa has the, just huge red hair, which her power is to control the hair sort of like like hands or whatever, she can control it independently. And so I did a full, this huge yarn wig, and then I put wire into the wig and kind of glued a bunch of the yarn to the wire so I could pose it. And it was just, I loved that costume. How was, I, I saw the wig and the wig came out absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you. I'm super impressed at how much it looked like a real professionally made yarn wig um but was it super hot when you were wearing it it looked very heavy it it was a little heavy and the yarn stitches of the um the wig base like the the hairnet base loosened up over the weight that that was tough so i had to put lots of pins in it but it wasn't too bad i liked it a lot so the year before that i did character whose name i can't remember right now shoot crap It'll come back to me. But I really liked that costume. It was a lot of fun to to make and to wear. I cut some corners at the end of it, so I would really like to go back and redo sections of it. Was it the one that you wore to the uh, to the Rhode Island Comic Con, too? I did wear it to the Rhode Island Comic Con, but not the year that you went with oh. me. Ah, her name was Shikla, and she was... Spoilers... Uh, she was married to Deadpool until recently. And it was just a fun costume. And I just felt like awesome in it. So I would like to fix up one of those two, either Queen Medusa or Shikla, and just kind of spruce it up to the next level and just kind of reuse one of those two. They're both powerful women, and I love them, and I'm powerful when I'm wearing them. Um, I don't want you to take this personally. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I'm looking at pictures of Shikla, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like Erin would, would work well for that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Maybe. she's got she's got very dark hair, and she's got a little bit of this kind of, like, gypsy kind of feel to her, but, like, this dark magic gypsy kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it just would work for you very well. I really liked being her because I didn't have to wear a wig. Yeah. Which was nice. (laughs) We have the same hairdo. So I think that is all we've been up to so far. Mm -hmm. What is up for next week? It's going to be a caramel challenge. (gasps) Caramel challenge. So my sister has started listening to our podcast. Yeah, well, my sister's listening too, maybe. Getting the animosity going, you see, with the competition. <laughs> My family loves me more than yours does. 
Um, but so she started listening to our podcast and really enjoys it. Hi. He said, do you think that saying hi to your sister without naming her? Hello. Nobody's listening. My sister is listening. Um, and she made a suggestion that we do a caramel challenge. Now, considering my history with all things candy making, I'm sure this is going to end in complete disaster. <laughs> Caramel's hard. I have tried drewing like creme caramels before, and I always have really bad luck with flan. I can't think of a caramel thing where you make your own and it has ever worked for me. But I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, so the challenge she has proposed is that we each find our own caramel recipe that we would like to try. And we each find a recipe that would use caramel in it. So, you know, a gooey caramel bar or a brownie with caramel kind of swirled into it. Caramel cups, caramel salted whatever. So pick your caramel recipe, pick your dessert recipe, and incorporate your caramel. And then we get to talk about how our caramels came out. Uh, you know, wonderful talking points like viscosity, mm-hmm. <laughs> sweetness, whether Burn or not factor. we burnt it or made it like toffee instead of caramel. Um, and also how well that kind of caramel worked for the recipe we're using. Mm-hmm. See, if you email us with any ideas, hey, we might actually do it. Yeah, if hey. if not related. We might. Probably My sister will. has top priority, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be so excited to get an email. <laughs> Someone emailed us. Oh, my God. Any day now, it's going to happen. <laughs> we did get one email from my mother. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Erin's mom. My mom says I'm good at podcasts. Anyway. <laughs> Is that what she wrote in the email? Dear Erin, no. I think you're good at podcasts. <laughs> Love, Mom. <laughs> no, but it was clearly like a pity email. Like, oh, you're <laughs> begging for emails on your podcast. I'm going to open it up. <clears throat> One of our fans wrote... <laughs> I was so inspired by your Raspberry Ricotta Cake podcast that I had to send you mail. You are both awesome. Thank you, fan. Unnamed fan. That's beautiful. Love completely anonymous. You don't know who I am. I'm just an anonymous listener. I love you, Erin. See you on Sunday. Don't be late. <laughs> I'll be making your favorite. So, yes. Um, <clears throat> caramel challenge. Next caramel week. Challenge. We're going to do it. It's going to be yeah. great. Are you going to be doing anything else this week other than the caramel challenge? Or these uh, two weeks since we're bi-weekly? Um, I'm going to be working on my costume. Mm-hmm. And then um, I need to get back into working on my portrait, my family portrait. Ooh, I would love to see some progress there. I think mm-hmm. that is really fun. Although the problem with that is you probably don't want to post it and no yeah. one's going to be able to fully appreciate it without seeing it. Without their faces, <laughs> yeah. That's like I, I posted a, a picture on our Facebook page, I uh, saw Keeping Busy creepy. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we are trying to keep some anime 
Uh oh. Anonymity. Anonymity. That was yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we are trying to stay fairly anonymous, which is why you never hear us name family members or last names or anything. And so I posted a picture of me in my beautiful jacket with a big old smiley face over my face. And yeah, it looks a little funky. But I, I picked like the happiest face that I could pick. Yeah, but it, I think that's the problem is it's kind of uncanny valley. <laughs> like, oh, it's a one. human. Nope, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I picked like an angry face then, just like a glaring murder face. Oh, murder face. I, I don't know if they have a emoji for murder. Oh, I think they do. It's like, okay. you know, the red devil face with just like fire coming out of the ears or whatever it is. Mm. Horns and yeah, that would evil work. teeth. Next time I'll do that one. You're welcome. You could just pick up your phone and type in murder and see if it auto-replaces it with a with a picture. <laughs> see if it, it puts me on a list somewhere. <laughs> oh, that too. All right. So check out our Facebook page for pictures of what we've done in the past and we'll update. Well, I guess we won't post any recipes this for coming what? week because it's a challenge. Once we choose the recipes that each of us are doing, we could always post them there and then... We could each see each other's whatever we're making. So check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. You can find us at Keeping Busy Podcast on those things. Um, Email us at keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you did the cheesecake and if we're stupid for not loving them. (laughs) And why don't you join in on the caramel challenge for next time. And until next time, we'll be keeping busy. And we hope you are too.